This is Jimmy Dore, uh, one of the giants in podcasting, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, our old friend Henry Phillips, comedian, writer, producer, all-around content creator. I mean, if you saw that set, it looked like we were shooting the Transformers or something like that. And then, you know, the, the guy who was the uh, DP of the first four episodes has since gone on to be Academy Award nominated. He actually shot the, the movie Moonlight, and he was up for an Academy Award for that one. And, um, been a long time since we spoke to Henry. He's doing a ton of cool stuff. We'll talk all about that. We'll talk about his dad, who was a character actor back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, had a nice little career just doing you know, one-off guest spots here and there on dramas and comedies all throughout the 70s and 80s, and I think into the early 90s uh, as well. We're going to hear a song of the week from our old friends Northern Faces, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to do a dumb bit. Time for another installment of I Thought It Was Funny. So the president was addressing the Coast Guard Academy, the graduating class. And, you know, it's important when you're addressing the military, the men and women charged with protecting our country, our borders, uh, to show your strength and your resilience. And, well, that's just what he did. Look at the way I've been treated lately. Especially by the media. No politician in history and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. Listen to the crowd reaction after he says that. Now, I understand the microphone that they're using is probably turned right at him, and it isn't really picking up the noise behind uh, that microphone, which would be at the crowd, but still, listen. Look at the way I've been treated lately. He gets a smattering, a smattering. Again, the microphone is turned directly towards him. It probably isn't picking up the crowd noise very well. But still, if they're with him, you should still hear thunderous applause behind that line. So he's the most unfairly treated politician in the history of the world. And he says it like he's completely forgot that he said this about the last guy. Three weeks ago when I started, I thought he was probably born in this country. And now I really have a much bigger doubt than I did before. Well, based on what? And, and you know what? His grandmother in Kenya said he was born in Kenya and she was there and witnessed the birth. Okay? That last... <clears throat> that last little, that last little nugget, by the way, proven false by Politifact. Okay, so uh, back out, you know, John F. Kennedy, Andrew Johnson, Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, presidents who really were treated badly, and you know, even and then go beyond Gandhi and Nelson Mandela, and you know, I'm not the first one to point these out, by the way. Matt Kirshen tweeted out almost immediately after he said that that oh, you know, not Gandhi, not Nelson Mandela, not JFK. Hilarious stuff from Matt Kirshen. But uh, it, it's crazy. The guy is absolutely crazy. But I guess the reason that he's so focused, you know, uh, or was at least for a long, long time on the birth certificate issue is because I guess he's such a big baby. I thought it was funny. Henry Phillips is a stand-up comedian raised, but not born in Los Angeles, California. You know him for all his funny songs, but he's doing a lot more now. He's uh, written and produced movies, he's doing web series, uh, a lot of cool stuff we're going to talk to Henry about right now.
Hey Henry, it's PF. Hey, how's it going? Good, how's it going, man? It's going great. Super. Well, good to yeah. talk to you again. I think it's uh, I think it's been over a year since we spoke. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's been a while since I've been back to Go Bananas. I think it's been about almost two years. Yeah, yeah. I think I actually might have interviewed you for Minneapolis, maybe, or maybe it was... Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So. And that's been a while, too, about a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And you've been up to a lot. Man, you're a, a busy guy. I didn't even realize that you were on yeah. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Uh, I tried to start watching that, but then... Um, we don't have cable, so I was, I was using sort oh. of nefarious means to watch it, and then that website went out of business, and then I haven't been able to watch oh, it yeah. since. And then I got the, uh, on DVD, and I showed my wife the first episode, and she wasn't having it, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if she's, she's not into it, yeah. then, yeah, it's, so, I gotta, I'll get back it's into it. It's a good show, though. It is, I love the pilot, yeah, I love and, it. uh, well, I had to watch the pilot again with her, because she didn't see it, and then she's like, nope, that's a hard pass, so. Yeah. I'm like, why? It's hilarious. Some of them you have to, yeah, it's... You have to just watch solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still trying to plow through Mad Men to give you an idea, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, that one, uh... Yeah, it's amazing, but it's a little bit of an investment. It is, and if you're not watching stuff together, you know, it's it's a whole other chore. Yeah. Least, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I've got a couple like that. Yeah, so, uh... Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great show, and uh, I'm a huge uh, fan of it. And it was kind of weird to do it because I'm like, wow, I'm such a fan of this show. I don't want to be like the one guy who goes on there and messes it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was pretty nervous, but um, but it's been great. I've done four episodes at this point as this creepy middle management uh, character, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, did you audition for that, or did they approach you and say, hey, Henry Phillips would be good for this? Actually, you know what? They were fans of my kitchen videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I, years ago, I started making these instructional cooking videos, yeah. and a couple of them went viral, and then it turned out to be one of the smartest things that I ever did by accident. Right. <laughs> because well, all of a sudden, the phone started ringing, and uh, they were like, yeah, that creepy character that you have that teaches people how to cook, huh. well, maybe you could do that on our HBO show. And I was like, absolutely. Right. So there wasn't even a lot of direction involved. It was pretty much just do that. Yeah. I remember one of the times I spoke to you, gosh, this must be the fourth or fifth time we've spoken over the years, but uh, you had just done uh, just a handful of them so far. You had just started them. So quite uh, glad to see that those, uh, those really took off. Oh, yeah. No, I've got about Third, almost 30 of them now and um, yeah I, I, they're, they're really fun for me to make it's just kind of like it's nice for anybody to have a project and it's one of the reasons I like stand-up so much is that there's no one telling you how to do it or yeah. uh, what you know what sponsors would like or distributors or anything like that you're pretty much completely making all the calls yourself and it's pure you know yeah well, same with this podcast. Oh, did I mention I wanted to use the audio for uh, for the podcast like we did last time? I might have forgotten that in the email, but I you have to warn people ahead of time. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, are we on a podcast right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, not live, obviously, but yeah, I'll probably this will probably be Sunday's episode. Uh, 
That's oh, how, that's funny. That's how fresh out of interviews. <laughs> yeah, no, I had no idea. I'm sorry. I, but, usually, uh, I tell people an email or a friend at the beginning of the call, and then I just it completely slipped my mind. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. And then. Uh, that's cool. So you're still based out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this will be probably episode 305 that you're on. 304 dropped uh, yesterday with Mary Mack. And uh, so. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, last time we spoke, actually, you had uh, just completed a couple episodes of you and your effing coffee. That was the... Oh, yeah. Right. And um, so are you still making the instructional videos and you and your coffee, or of those wrapped, as they say? Or... Yeah, let's see. There's eight There's eight episodes of that one, and I like that one a lot. But all these things are just uh, whenever things slow down and I actually have time because the, the coffee ones especially require a little bit of production value they so did they, they seemed a, a lot of yeah and a lot of more budget you know so yeah. I might do another uh, couple of them this year I'd like to I definitely have the scripts for them so oh, cool. matter if, uh, yeah just trying to get them get the execution of it which uh, yeah you pretty much have to have that be the only thing that you're working on and, and unfortunately it's tough to find the time right now so how long does it take to produce uh, an episode of the cooking show roughly oh that just uh, you know it's about a it's about a full day of research and uh, and you know compiling a shot list of uh, and what and figuring out what kind of physical uh, gags there's gonna be and uh and one-liners that I I usually scroll through my old tweets. Oh, there you go. And uh, and I just try to pull something out there that I think sounds like a funny thing to say while you're sitting there, uh, you know, stirring or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so it's about a day of preparation and then, uh, yeah, a day of shooting it, which is a real mess because, you know, it, it just, I, I kind of dread it because I'm like, oh man, I guess I'm going to have to have a lot of cleanup after all this, you know. <laughs> And um, and then about a day of editing. Okay. And then sometimes I'll put a new song on there, and so that'll take a little bit of time too. But uh, but yeah, I, I'd say it's a solid three or four days. And then what about coffee? That seems like it'd be even more so because you've got other people. Yeah, involved. That was the last one that we did, we we did this period piece where it was uh, the Hindenburg. And uh, yeah, so I mean that that one took a couple of months of preparation. You know. Oh my gosh. Uh, the right location. We went to an airport in uh, out in Van Nuys, in California, and then um, I also had, there were several uh, technical experts on board. Actually, uh, one of them, the first call that I made was Tim Armston, who's uh, yeah, that's Mary Max's husband. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and he actually uh, when he's not being hilarious on stage, he actually. Uh, does a lot of set production um, as well, and he's like an expert with that kind of stuff. And so I asked him, "How can we pull off this this Hindenburg?" Because we had to make the mooring mast for the Hindenburg. Yeah. And um, and the whole idea is that I'm I'm supposed to be manning it, and then I decided to go and get coffee, and that's why the whole tragedy <laughs> takes place. Okay. But uh, yeah, so um, he he came up with a diagram, and then I had um, the the, piece, the production company is called Jash. And they um, uh, they have a whole team of uh, special effects people that they work with and everything, and and then that guy named Dean Cundy, who was a veteran uh, 
cinematographer. He actually was the DP for uh, Jurassic Park and Back to the Future and all these things. And he he came on board just as a favor, just to just to help out, which was fantastic. And so we wound up with a really big thing. But yeah, there were there was at least a solid month of uh, going back and forth about um, you know props and uh, special effects and how we were going to shoot it and everything. And then we actually shot it, and then it was a couple weeks before we had it edited, and uh, I did, did some musical score for that one, too. It's really f- kind of funny to me, because the, the idea is so silly. Yeah. And the amount of work that goes into it is... I mean, if you saw that set, it looked like we were shooting the Transformers or something like that. Huh. Stuff. <clears throat> and then, you know, the, the guy who was the uh, DP of the first four episodes has since gone on to be Academy Award nominated. He actually shot the, the movie Moonlight. And he was up for an Academy Award for that one. And um, so I was just like, why? We've got these uh, heavy hitters just working on this silly uh, <clears throat> coffee <laughs> story. You know, it's almost overkill. Yeah. But that's part of the fun of it. Yeah. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, when Tim was on this program, he I think he detailed some of his uh, experience uh, you know, off stage doing that sort of thing. So I'll, I'll link to that so people can go back and listen. But I'm pretty sure we had a discussion about that because when you said that, I remembered. Oh yeah, he he does get involved in that oh, stuff. Oh, that's as great. Well. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you had, uh, of course, punching the clown and punching Henry, uh, the films. Uh, yeah. You you you've been quite. Uh, it was. Well, let me put this: was the filmmaking a, a, a little more restrictive than say the 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 videos doing, or is it you still have a lot of control yeah. in both? I, I imagine. Well, in that case, I serve as the writer and the star of it, and a lot okay. of and the producer. Um, but there's several producers. Um, there was a movie studio called Whitewater Films uh, that produced it, and um, Greg Bianza is the director, and he and I have always worked as a partnership on our stuff, like like with the movie, the first movie, Punch the Clown, and then some other things. Then, but. Um, yeah, so I, I don't have as heavy of a role there, and as a uh, as a guy who's used to doing things my own way, sometimes it's a little tough to take a back seat on some of the decision making. But yeah, uh, it's just part of part of collaborating, you know. And uh, yeah, the movie's done. I'm really happy with it, and it's out. Uh, you can see it on Amazon or iTunes, and it's going to be on Showtime uh, coming up in August. It's going to be airing on Showtime. Okay, and so that, and that's Punching Henry, the sequel to Punching the Clown. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Super. The first one, Punching the Clown, is just on Amazon Prime, so anybody with a membership can just watch it anytime. Oh, cool! Well, I started watching it, and then I got pulled away from it, and then I was never able to go back to it because um, I used to have a job where I could do that. I could put a movie on of it to do some mundane work. But uh, I no longer have oh, yeah. that, and my commute is now a lot shorter too. So I know you're on Jackie Cation's podcast talking about instructional videos. It's still in my queue, even though that was last summer, I think. And uh, I'll eventually yeah. get to it because <laughs> I went from having an hour commute to a six-minute commute. So it took a lot of podcasting oh, yeah. this <laughs> time away. Yeah, yeah. Oh no worries. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. And that, yeah, those those uh, amateur instruction videos from YouTube are really just a big inspiration for me, and just about anything because you, what you're watching is so real, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. watching human failure <laughs> in its purest form. <laughs> 
Um, so another f- thing I found out that I, I had never knew this before is that your dad was a, a character actor in Hollywood. He was what we call, a, I guess, a perennial guest star. I was looking at his IMBD page. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did a lot of guest star, uh, guest spots on uh, big TV shows all throughout the '80s. You know, Taxi, Cheers. Yeah. Um, pretty much all of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, you know, I always watch these old shows now, and I'll see somebody, I'll look them up, and it turns out there are a lot of guys that were like that, and gals, where they would just appear on one, maybe uh, or two shows a year, an episode per, and that was it. And I guess you could uh-huh. make an okay living doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, you get residuals and stuff like that. I mean, uh, he also, um, you know, my mom was a commercial actress, so she she mostly did commercials, and between the two of them. They were always able to uh, to make ends meet, and uh, I think it's part of it is that they had to be very conservative with their spending. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Because one of the tricks. And and speaking of uh, Jackie Cation, she was saying that somebody on her show was talking about uh, someone that auditioned for uh, a part on a Disney show, and she's like, you know, you don't realize there's a whole, you know, they th- it really is an industry of people that it's a nine to five job, pretty much, where they you know they go in, they punch the clock, and they go, and it's just the very top of the iceberg you see when you see the people actually in front of the camera. But it's you know, it's a oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's, yeah, no, it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, because um, you know, because I pretty much grew up out here uh, in California, and when you go out, you most of the people that you meet uh, are in some way related to the entertainment industry even if they have no interest in ever doing anything creative or whatever, like accountants, for example. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm exactly. an accountant, and I work for Warner Brothers, you know, yeah. or I work for some production company that makes commercials or whatever. So um, there's pretty much every every uh, trade is represented in the entertainment industry somehow. You know, insurance. That's true. yeah. Um, Carpentry. P- uh, publicity, you know, yeah. human resources, you know. Pretty much anything you'd have in any other industry. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. And so, did you ever visit your dad on any of the sets or anything like that, and kind of get a sense of of what that was like to kind of be? Yeah, I guess um, uh, Fred Stoller, of course, has that famous book now. Uh, w- w- what's it called? Well, um, maybe we'll have you back. And it's kind of he kind of oh, yeah. is in that same boat too, where he was on a lot of shows in the '90s and the early 2000s, and uh, you know. Uh, maybe you'll get a permit. Was that a, a kind of a pursuit of your dad? Is it get to land that permanent gig, or do you kind of like the freedom of you know just being a hired gun and going yeah. in and moving the ball forward a little bit? Well, my dad's situation was very different because uh, his, he um, was purely an actor and a, and a great actor, and he just did a lot of theater in New York, and then um, eventually he. Uh, Everybody wanted him on their TV show. Whereas me, nobody's ever <laughs> huh. nobody's ever asked me to be on their TV show. I feel like I have to do everything myself. I mean, finally with the Silicon Valley, it happened, yeah. But for the most part, it's been um, I've I've looked at myself as more of a, a you know um, creator of content and putting yes. you know stuff out there as opposed to um, my dad was a really good character actor and he was. Uh, just really in demand for a long time and I certainly don't know what that feels like <laughs> but uh, as a matter of fact I was kind of turned off to the idea of it by the time I got into adulthood because I was like well that seems like a weird life you know just kind of being dependent on yeah 
the phone ringing and somebody calling you, it seems like a kind of an uncertain thing. But for him, it always happened. But uh, for me, also, I was really into music at that time, and uh, it just—it was just way too un- uncertain for me. You know, it's like. And is uh, music still a big thing for you? I mean, it seems with all these other projects, maybe that's. Uh, you know, maybe curtailing some of the the musical output, or is it just you know the stuff you just have yeah, kind of I love, better I, stuff? I do all the music. You know, I've, done, I've scored both of the movies, and I scored a couple other movies too. And then I also um, do all write all the songs for my kitchen videos, which is fun. I put out a soundtrack album a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Title, yeah. Holiday album, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, that kind of brings us to Go Bananas where, you know, I do a lot of stand-up and storytelling in the beginning, but I always end it with with a solid uh, amount of uh, songs. So is, is there some greatest hits? Is there going to be new ones? Uh, I know Whoops is... Pro- is yeah. Uh, although, yeah, I remember well, I told you Whoops was a big one. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say a lot of the songs just sort of get updated because they deal with current events stuff like that oh, okay. Uh, or pop culture or whatever but yeah I have a couple of new ones well relatively new because I've done them on Bob and Tom in the last couple of uh, I did it the last time I was on Bob and Tom I did a couple of the new ones about a year ago I guess and um, yeah I'm always trying to throw stuff out there so when you update a song uh, like, what's an example of one that, that kind of had to go through an update well I have a song called Oops you know where yes um, Love that it one. Just sort of, it started with, uh, I, I think at the time that I wrote it, the, the big stories were the oil spill, you know? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just sort of like, hey, if you if you mess up, just pick yourself up and move on and dust yourself <laughs> off with something like a positive message. It's it like, is, yeah. Maybe, and then the things get increasingly bad, like maybe you spilled 100 million gallons of oil. <laughs> into the Gulf and ruined a lot of people's lives and the earth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just pick yourself up and say oops and move on. And so over the last few years, it's been, well, I, I had a whole verse in there about the, uh, you know, you read the, net, the wrong name at the Academy Awards. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, somehow you managed to lose a Malaysian jet airliner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just sort of uh, any of the big, the big oops in, in the news. So it, you say you know you said before you, you you see yourself more as a as a content creator. Do you see yourself as that overall versus a comedian? Are you a comedian and content creator, or how are you? Because you do have creating a kind of yeah, ton and, of content. That's what a lot of my stand-up comedy uh, brethren are. You know, it's um, we we observe things in the world and we just have to uh, put our own spin on it and comment on it and observe it and and, uh, and comment on it and that's uh, I guess that, that starts with stand up for me and then it sort of moved on into um, narrative uh, you know filmmaking and web series and all those types of things so I'm always curious when people are in such kind of diverse uh, disciplines you know doing a couple different things like you do is is it ever a challenge trying to finding a home for a funny idea or they usually just naturally oh this should be a song this guy can include in the cooking video this would be a great premise for uh for coffee oh yeah so yeah the ideas usually come from a real experience you know like pretty much all those coffee things start out with something real that happened and then of course you 
you try to take it as far as it could possibly go. Yeah. And uh, the cooking things, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'll, I'll look at uh, these amateur instructional videos on YouTube, whether they're cooking or whatever they're doing, and there's just these editing things that are priceless, you know. It's like, <laughs> for some reason, a lot of them, they edit right in when, when the person's talking, which is crazy to me. It's like, why, why didn't you at least start... Why didn't you at least cut in when before, before yeah. the person started their sentence? You know, it's just like you've got time to do that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and then there's just a lot of really funny shots of people just standing and staring, looking right into the camera awkwardly. And um, yeah. <laughs> and then mishaps that'll happen while they're actually on camera. It's like, okay, well, it looks like this. Uh, my, uh, you know, my. Uh, casserole dish is too big to fit in your microwave, so I, I'm going to have to pre-melt the butter, and then I'm going to have to do this. You know, it's like, you would think that that would have been sorted out before they right. started shooting the video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so those are the types of things that I, uh, that and, I try to make fun of. And so you, you still you watch those to get inspiration still then? You watch other, like, real instructions? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Uh, well, terrific, man. This was a great chat, as always, um, and we'll uh, see you in town, yeah. I guess, in a couple of weeks. And uh, when you're back up in Minneapolis, we can recycle yeah, this uh, for that. And... June 1 through 4. Um, yeah. Go Bananas, which is, all the comics will tell you, that's one of the best co- uh, clubs in the, in the country. Yes. So it's a real joy. My wife was saying and, we should... Uh, uh, no plans yet for Minneapolis, but I'm looking okay. forward to whenever I do go back there, that's a good one, too. Yeah, my wife was. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off. My wife was just saying the other day we need to take uh, my daughter to uh, uh, another comedy show. We took her to her first comedy show ever was Lisa Landry uh, after she turned 18. Oh, great! And we thought I think she'd enjoy uh, your antics. So um, <laughs> if I may sure. call them such. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be in touch. I'll let you know um, if, if we can get that. Uh, I don't think we have anything that weekend in June. Doesn't yeah, sound familiar. Awesome. Be a lot of fun. Terrific. Well, well, good talking to you, Henry. And uh, this will be, the, like I said, the feature right. in City Beat uh, next or the week uh, that you are there. So, uh, the week before, it'll come out that Wednesday before. Oh, terrific. All right. That's great. Thanks, Thanks man. It's going to be fun. All right. Good talking All right, to you. All right. Bye bye. Again, Henry Phillips being on the show. You can catch Henry Why here in Cincinnati in our neck of the woods here, Thursday, June 1st. And then he is here through, I would guess, the 4th. That only has Thursday listed. That's weird. But he's here for the whole weekend. He's here Thursday through Sunday. And then Saturday, June 10th, he's in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Improv. And then uh, Wednesday's, his next date on his website is Wednesday, September 6th, 2017 in Lake Tahoe. But I'm sure he'll be other places soon. Just go to henryphillips.com. Check out his web series. Uh, you and your effing coffee, uh, all that stuff that we discussed in the interview, uh, all hilarious. You can even find him, his uh, comedy albums, of course, are on Spotify, iTunes, they're even in Freegal, so you can check those out there as well. So uh, that takes us up to the song. Oh, I want to, want to mention, I kept uh, meaning to mention this in the interview. I don't know if I did or not. Uh, Henry's dad is named Bill Wiley, and so if you look back at him, you'll immediately go, oh, yeah. And when I saw him, I'm like, oh, he was the guy in uh, one of my favorite episodes of Taxi, where all the cabbies have to get uh, different jobs because the cab company goes bankrupt. And uh, Bill Wiley plays Elaine's boss. It's very, very hilarious. And uh, yeah, he was active all the way through the 90s, and he's even done some stuff in the 2000s, he's even in Punching Henry and in Henry's other movie, Punching the Clown. So, and he's on the Sarah Silverman program, too, back in 2010, so still plugging away. All right, as is Henry, of course. 
So anyway, we're over to the song of the week from our old friends, Northern Faces. Remember, we discovered these guys. Actually, this is one time having a publicist worked out really well. We were covering the, uh, what they call the Fump Festival in Columbus, Ohio. It's fashion meets music. And uh, they were playing it. They reached out to us blindly and said, hey, would you like to cover our band? And we said, sure. They sent us a uh, MP3 of, of the album, and it's fantastic. Now, their new album is coming out soon. The first single off of it is called Messing With Me. It's our old friend Northern Faces from Albany, New York. This is the song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. I went to bed the other day See shades of blue I won't think to hesitate